In a survey of over 1,600 high school students in the Winston-Salem Forsyth County School District, only one respondent mentioned the presence of school psychologists as a resource for those students in crisis. This led our Radio 101 reporters Addison Ashby, Christian Morrison and Elizabeth Seal to try and figure out what exactly is the role of school psychologists and what is the impact they can have on the mental health of students. Unfortunately, this has become a familiar sound in our lives. This is an NBC News special report. Good day, everyone. I'm Kristen Dahlgren in New York, and we are coming on the air at this hour with news of a school shooting in South Florida. This took place. It has happened again. The recognizable dispatch audio. They're having a shooting at the high school. I have an officer down. Good evening. It began as an ordinary school day, and it was almost over when gunfire erupted this afternoon. We even saw that here in our city just a few weeks ago. For the second time this week, there's been a shooting at a North Carolina high school. This one happening in Winston-Salem. Right now, we know a student was... When something like this happens, schools often offer counseling for parents and students who need to talk. But that's not what the story is about. For this story, we want to focus on things that lead up to an event like this. We want to try and figure out what preventative measures are in place for students who are nearing that breaking point and feel like this is the only way out. So let's start from the beginning. I probably have a caseload of about close to 300, maybe a little bit over. Um, it, it does vary year to year, depending on how many students with the last names that fall into my alphabet. That is Christina Wiley. She is one of our school counselors at RJR. If your last name starts with any of the letters S, B through Z, she's your gal. Right off the bat, that number set off a red flag for us. One person in charge of 300 students. It seemed too much. But according to the American School Counselor Association, that's the norm. The national average is actually 400 to 1. So, if the number is not the problem, maybe the scope is? As a high school counselor, we are trained in some of the mental health aspects when it comes to helping students, but we are certainly not the most qualified for the more intensive um, therapeutic needs of uh, some students or that some students or even families may be having. Are you anxious about SATs or is a hard class making you feel bad? Then the school counselor can probably help you with that. Talk it out with you. But if you're dealing with some bigger trauma, if you're depressed or in a very dark space, then they'll refer you to someone else. Sometimes outside of the school, sometimes inside. Which leads us to the second stop in our student mental health tour, school psychologists. When you're thinking about mental health supports, when you're thinking about a good school climate, when you're thinking about um, positive learning environments, you know, a comprehensive school safety approach really is a balance of psychological and building security and physical safety. That's Stephanie Ellis. She is the School Safety and Crisis Response Committee Chair for the North Carolina School Psychologists Association. In the state of North Carolina, um, we are considered um, a multi-tiered system of support district, right? We try to align all of our practices with a multi-tiered system of support, which means that we comprehensively 
develop interventions for students. Think of it as a pyramid. We look at core, which is what everybody gets. And then there are some students who may not respond to core instruction for academics, behavioral and social emotional. So what we would do is we would layer those interventions on and provide more support in addition to core. The second step in the pyramid. And then more intensive supports, which are more individualized for students who really need individualized support. Which in theory sounds great. A whole team of school counselors, psychologists, social workers, nurses, all working together, developing the best intervention for the student. And according to Ellis, this approach works. The way we do school now is, the, is a lot different than 15 years ago, right? It's different because we're more aware of, what, of how social emotional um, learning really does impact our students. And so the better off we can put those things in place and be more preventative instead of reactionary, the better off our students are in their physical and emotional well-being. I can say in our district, using these team and models we're talking about, um, we have seen like a, a 30% reduction in our suicide and threat assessments from that approach. But... And you knew there was going to be a but coming. We do see more increasing needs. We have more and more students who have suicidal thoughts, who have thoughts of harming others. And in economic terms, while the demand for services is going up, the offer has remained stagnant. The current ratio is like one school psychologist almost 2,000 students. Jackie Zenz is the president of the North Carolina School Psychologist Association. So if you're serving five schools, and you're only able to be in a school one day a week, you're not able to provide as robust, comprehensive services, and it becomes an equity issue. And these kids are not having equitable access to the, to the whole range of services that can be provided by these teams when that's the setup. And you're putting a lot of pressure on school counselors. Since they are in the building at all times, they have to pick up the slack. So we got to one of the problems, not enough school psychologists. So in like 2020, there are 281 licensed school psychologists in the state who weren't working in the role of a school psychologist in the public schools. Um, tw about 209 responded to a survey. And of the 209, 20% cited um, leaving the field because of low pay. And then a little bit more than half indicated that a salary increase would encourage them to return to work. In May of 2021, a bill that could change some of this was introduced to the House, HB 749. The bill would provide around $14 million in funding for the retention and recruitment of school psychologists. Will the bill make it out of the committee for a floor vote? Time will tell. This story was produced for 88.5 WFDD by me, Elizabeth Seal, Christian Morrison, and Addison Ashby as part of your Radio 101 series on youth mental health. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a free 24-hour hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. Radio 101 is made possible in part by a generous contribution from Woody Kleiner. This story was produced as part of a four-credit class at R.J. Reynolds High School in Winston-Salem. The music for this show was composed by Alan Poltorak. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions.